I looked at that and it felt really uninspiring to me. The recipes were good. It, I mean, there's, I have nothing bad to say, but I didn't cook out of those books. Any of the books that I actually cook out of are coming from a place of like, oh, this is like core, beautiful, foundational French cooking, Italian cooking. And now I can take that and make it taste just as good in a gluten-free version um, or a dairy-free version or both and have you not know the difference. Like, that's what I'm here for. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I have Genevieve back with me, and I'm so excited. (laughs) How are you, friend? I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm it's interesting to be in this season because it's the first like real break we've had with school since the school year started and I'm so looking forward to it. I'm like having a hard time like we don't have the whole week off cuz I know I know that's the case for a lot of other people's so they get the whole week but we still have school on Monday, Tuesday. This is the week of Thanksgiving if y'all are wondering. And it I'm just, I'm like having a hard time engaging and like making it happen because I'm, I'm already in like Turkey land I'm already like Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> so I'm like really excited for this break, <laughs> but I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I think it also has to do a little bit with the fact that like, I'm going to start my cycle soon. And so I'm like heading into that. Like if we're thinking of a woman's cycle, like the season, I'm like late fall right now and I just want blankets and fireplaces and coloring books and food to just appear. <laughs> That's all I want right now. <laughs> that sounds like the dreamiest thing on the planet. Like I know. I know oh. I can't even I'm like someday, someday I know Lucy's gonna wanna like cook more in the kitchen because she loves being in the kitchen. And I'm like someday she's gonna be old enough to like make me food food. Like good food, not toast and butter. <laughs> I mean toast and butter is good food. Don't try to lie, okay? Yeah, I mean, that is, I won't, if it's offered, I will take it anytime. (laughs) So I'm I'm good. I'm just kind of like leaning into this, like, you know, I'm trying to be really smart about like feeling what kind of energy flow I'm in, where I'm at in my cycle, and just being okay with being there and just kind of expecting it. Mm -hmm. Um, But last week I had a fabulous, fabulous multi-team pop-up that I put on with three other directors that are I'm on Cassie's team actually and we did it together and it was so much work but so much fun and we had a really fabulous turnout and um I think I'm just energetically feeling the like okay job well done oh, okay take a nap like <laughs> that's what I'm feeling right now 
but it's it's good. My my husband started a um, knife baking business more officially. He's been doing it for a little while, but now he's got like an order form actually. So that was kind of fun because I was able to lean into like what I've learned about like um, taking orders and like building a business and like help my husband with it, which is kind of the first for me. I haven't done that with any family members yet. And so I don't know, like it's really interesting to be in that place too, where it's like I can take everything I've learned and kind of, you know, help out with somebody else that really wants to, but doesn't know how to. And I'm like, oh, I got the how down. I got, I got the how down. I can... I can help you with the how you got to figure out the rest. But <laughs> So ultimately I'm just, I'm thrilled to be in a place where I need to like, I guess, energetically rest um, because I, I want to, I want to lean into that, but yeah, I can still help somebody else. And like, I don't know, it's kind of fun to, I'm like, I didn't realize how much I knew until I was helping somebody else with it, you know, about marketing and customer customer experience and selling stuff and it's like yeah anyway so it was it was especially because my husband's an Enneagram 5 and he loves data like appreciates data he wants data it was like knowing that about him made it easier to set it up for him and yeah so I'm good I very much am feeling that late fall energy at the moment though so I'm leaning into it as much as I can like I'm gonna get off this recording and I'm gonna color because that sounds nice (laughs) that's what about you? You're having like the most epic, speaking of epic, the most epic, like, how are you? <laughs> I am okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. I'm in the thick of it right now. So what, I, mm-hmm. what I've, I've been saying a lot of, I'm in the thick of it. So yeah. So cookbook just launched last Friday. Um, yeah. That'll be the date for when this episode airs. So last Friday. And, uh, it's like the reception has been just the most wonderful, most supportive. I, you know, I've never put anything out there like this into the world with, um, for those of you who might be new to the podcast, I put out a holiday cookbook last week. It's called the Northwest kitchen holiday. You can get it. Um, I will link it in the show notes. It's free and, and it's gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. And, like, honestly, I'm always so, I'm like over here trying not to talk over you. Like, I'm like, let her speak. Let her speak. Because I'm just so excited. Like, it's such a silly thing to be so excited about. But I know, I know how much work this was. And I know that this was still like creative flow. Like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, hard that way. But this is a lot of work. Like, I don't yeah. know if people quite realize. And, and so it was really, really, and man, this has not been, there has been nothing easy about this year to add on to something that you've never done before. I just, I'm so in awe of what you've done. I feel like a proud mama. I'm like showing all my friends when I see them, like in, like my neighbors. Like I don't see friends. I see neighbors. Okay. Right. And I'm like, look at what my friend did. You guys want to get one? It's free. You should totally get it. Like, <laughs> I don't think I've even told you that. I did that to my neighbors because it was like, I was looking at it and I was like, <laughs> I was like, you guys should totally get this cookbook. Because I have neighbors that love to entertain, but, you know, this year's like, you know, and so we've mm-hmm. casually been having these conversations over over our landscaping, you know, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they're not doing anything either. And I was like, man, you guys need this book. It's festive. It's fun. It made, it's made by a real human that I love and adore. You need it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you're the best kind of hype girl. That's for sure. <laughs> it's it's just too good not to. Like, oh. I just wanted to know how you were feeling afterwards because that's, that's a lot of yeah, energy. Output. I'm still kind of in the thick of it because I have some cooking mm-hmm. demos to do for Instagram and things like that. But, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not going to get to as many as I had hoped either. And mm. you know, it's an interesting thing. It's been a long, a really long process, like just to bring folks like way, way back. This is something that like, my business strategist, Shay Keats, who's been on the podcast a few times, we can link those episodes in the show notes for you guys to check out because she's an incredible business advisor. And I like, you know, we were talking about this at our, you know, 2020 planning meeting for me. And, and it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time is put out some sort of like holiday recipe collection and so fun. man, it's been a year of pivots as far yeah. as just like life and business go, you know, this last spring as we all kind of ended up, you know, experiencing what the beginnings of a global pandemic look like. Um, mm-hmm. None of us knew what this was going to look like. I mean, some people are like, oh, it's going to be a couple of weeks. And then we're like, no, I don't think so. It's going to be a couple of years. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, and a lot of that was just like navigating, changing expectations for, you know, my husband, who's a teacher, and then also for our, our child and our child care and what that looks like. And just so much energy expenditure in the first mm-hmm. half of the year, just trying to like roll with the punches and adjust as we can. And there wasn't really a lot of space and yeah, there wasn't really a lot of Not space a lot. to start, to start working on this project, even though I knew I wanted mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. it's something that just kept getting put off and put off because it could be, you know, like this is yeah. an extraneous thing. It's a huge passion project that I wanted to put out there. Um, and it's something that is, you know, really honestly a gift to everyone who decides to allow me the honor of being in their inbox on a weekly or semi-weekly <laughs> basis, <laughs> um, you know, and I don't take that lightly when someone, you know, drops their email in that opt-in form. So mm. for me, I wanted to give back to that community of people and reach some new folks. And so doing a project like this was something that I have dreamed about for a long, long time. I just, I sent Jen a message last night that just said 2014 Cassie would be really proud of 2020 Cassie or 2013 Cassie. Yes. 2013. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so it's been a long time coming and it's easy to treat something like this as a very small project. It's very easy for me to treat mm-hmm. projects like this is like, oh yeah, okay, it's done. What's the next thing? And yeah, I, I do need to do that. Like, cause there is going to be a next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also need to like enjoy it and celebrate yeah. it and cook through it alongside all of you as you cook it. Yeah, um, really live in it. Yeah. Live in it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's really fun to finally see it out there. I'm very grateful for the few folks who've come to me and told me about my spelling errors, including your mom. (laughs) uh, Oh, totally good editor. Oh no. She's she's, really good. I mean, she was like, I don't know if you want to know. I'm like, yes, please let me know. I will (laughs) upload a new, I like got her text message fixed the little, the little, it said pint nut instead of pine nut. If you're reading the book and you have that version of it, I already know. Okay. (laughs) So my mom is a thorough human being. She's allergic to pine nuts. Like, why? I don't even know why she was reading that recipe. Like, (laughs) she was reading it in the menu. 
oh still like dang woman like yeah that's amazing amazing. that's so good though that's good so anyways (laughs) um but you know I was talking to Josh about it and I was like listen like when people send me uh show me where there's an error or a broken link or something like that they're literally like telling me that they're in the middle of the book like and and then I started seeing folks like thumb through the book on their tablet and you know take footage of it for their Instagram stories and stuff and tag me and I'm just like oh my gosh other people have this thing that I made and it just it's so much it's so much more weighty than Mm -hmm. just posting a blog post to the recipe because it's just this Mm -hmm. like really man it is chock full of love and so much care and thought as to you know how people are going to be spending their holidays and the fact mm-hmm. that you know most of us are are having a significantly smaller gathering some people are making a turkey or their whole thanksgiving dinner for the first time ever because they're normally you know at the grandparents house or or what have you and so mm-hmm. it's i mean and it's just a stressful time and we all need it to be a little simpler but like a little mm-hmm. something special a little fancy you know i mean Truly, I feel like this is like the best virtual hug that you could give Mm. everyone, like honestly, because it's such a joyful, festive thing, but you're not, you don't, you're not asking them to sacrifice how they feel about keeping their family safe or, you know, it can be, it's just such a, I mean, from somebody who didn't know that you've been planning to do this for a long time they probably could think like they don't know you like oh that was a nice thing a thoughtful thing to do during an odd quarantine covid time and so just the fact that you've been wanting to do it for such a long time it almost feels like it was like meant to come now Mm -hmm. because it's such a warm hug like virtual hug you know yeah it's like I just couldn't think of a better time you know well, before we get into the meat of the episode and you actually like walk me through an actual interview mm-hmm. about the cookbook because <laughs> we're, we're mm-hmm. like, getting there in our natural conversation anyway, <laughs> I will say I was like, Hesse, other, we have to do this. <laughs> some other things we have going on are um, we're planning a little, a little trip to like a ro- little road trip. I like, it's really funny. I've been um, listening to a few other folks in the content creation space sh- share about their holiday plans or travel plans or things like that. And everybody's being so cautious about the way we approach what we're sharing. Um, Because the last thing I would want is for anyone to think that we're not taking this pandemic seriously, because I don't know of very many people who are taking it more seriously than our family is. (laughs) So um, we are planning a trip to Telluride, Colorado. I'm super excited. We have a um, friend who has a family member that owns a house out there and it's going to be completely vacant over Christmas. So we're going to head out there. And so we're trying to game out a a safe plan for like our road trip right now to see, okay, we got to get our Airbnb because it's a two day drive from Oregon Mm -hmm. and we're going to need to, um, you know, figure out what our plan of attack is for that in order for all of us to remain protected and safe but also go get out of oh, town <laughs> like, i was like i'll ride on the top of your get car out of, <laughs> get you. out of the state <laughs> oh and we're we're so excited and then i also wanted to say like i i just if you're having a tough time and having hard conversations with your family right now i just want to like 
say I see you. <laughs> yeah. We we've had to have some tough conversations too. Um, and I saw someone post, I can't remember, uh, someone I follow on Instagram posted yesterday, just this very frank statement that was like, if your family is making it emotionally difficult for you to say no to your family gathering right now, that's something for you to distance yourself from right now. Like, and I was just speaking with Josh about this the other day and because we have some friends who are having, you know, really tough conversations with their families and the response, the overwhelming response is like, the parents are, are like guilting them into needing to drive however far or, you know, make the distance. And they're like, we don't want to expose you. And there's such a huge like lack of boundaries. And I think everyone's like codependency is showing itself right now in the biggest way. I know. And everybody's hurting in some way and hurt people hurt people a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of those, like, you can't control somebody else's journey. Like, you know, they're going to decide how they're going to handle this. And all you can do is decide how you're going to handle their, (laughs) their handling. And everybody, everybody's going to do what they need to do right now. Like there's no judgment for me. You are, you are operating at whatever level you need to operate at. But also no one should be upset at anyone for choosing not to come this year. Like right of all full stop. My goodness. The full stop. Oh my gosh. I mean, if you have like experienced guilt around this holiday season and trying to figure out, you know, where you're going to be and how you're celebrating, it's, I just, my heart goes out to you. It's really hard. So just Just open Cassie's cookbook and accept the virtual (laughs) hug. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh and actually we haven't even mentioned this but today is thanksgiving today is turkey day i feel like today you're right i feel like um in the light of all of the racial injustice and social justice movements that we've experienced this last year like the word thanksgiving needs to be like thrown out we gotta f- find a different different word for it um or yeah. a different way to celebrate and I don't want to sit here and pretend like I support anything that holiday is about originally. Like, ridiculous. Um, My kids' school, they already threw it out and it's family day. Family day. That's great. And I I mean, there's a reason why the word Thanksgiving does not show up in my cookbook. (laughs) Like, it's not in there intentionally. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do love a good excuse to have a day or in my husband's case, a week off and cook and hang out. And our, like our ideal Thanksgiving, which I'm sure you and I have talked about this on the podcast before, but our ideal like Turkey day family time is to just like spend the whole day at my mom's house and cook with her kind of just execute whatever plan she had. Cause she's always got a plan and I'm going to like step mm-hmm. on toes if I present my plan. And if I want something, I just cook it in advance and bring it. And she loves what I bring. Yeah. Like she always asked me to bring things. Like I've got pies this oh, yeah. year. Oh, but yeah. If oh, I promise pies. to bring chocolate cream pie, she will let me come anywhere, anytime. <laughs> I don't blame you. Like, my yes. mom is so excited. She's so ready. My mom's like, give me that pie. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys going to make that pie? That is the pie we're making because nobody seems to like pumpkin pie in my family or they don't like other pies. So I'm They're like, just we're telling the you taco. just now. 
yeah like I didn't quite realize because I make pumpkin pie every year and anyway they were like uh I think they were feeling like they had to choose because I'm like I'm 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 making one pie guys like that's what I do I'm making one pie um and they were like duh the chocolate pie like (laughs) it was a duh statement I'm like all right here we go well my best advice to you is to get some of that aroidy coconut milk okay I'm, I'm I got my eye on that yeah yeah, your local Asian not, market. Yeah, I'm like I know there is one near me. I can, yeah. If I need anyway, to drop, I will some figure off. it out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I order no. on Amazon. Amazon, they have it. Okay. I have a okay. link for okay. it in the cookbook. Anyways, I haven't clicked it yet. We're though. going down a road right now. <laughs> off well, topic, but or it's bringing us close to topic. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh-huh. today on the podcast. Um, Genevieve um, brought the idea to just interview me about the cookbook and the process of creating the cookbook, et cetera. So, I have so many questions and I was like, I figure other people do too. Well, like, and I, I personally, you know, of course have imposter syndrome when it comes to this thing because I'm like, why does anybody care about what, what it is that I'm doing right now? But I also love to hear other authors or bloggers break down any project they're doing big or small. Like it's so interesting to hear about the back end, both from like a creative perspective and a business perspective. So I'm just going to put that in the back of my head and just remember that while you're asking me questions about this project. (laughs) <laughs> there's no 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 small question okay everybody wants to know this stuff i promise okay it, it, i'm gonna it trust really you came from a place yeah a personal curiosity of like there's a lot of things that i have questions about and i told cassie as, as i was writing down some questions i was like loving on your book i was literally just thumbing through it and being like it was bringing up questions for me literally just looking at stuff and making me realize like oh, okay a bunch of people have will, will eat this up. They're going to love this so much because ultimately I want to go like way back, like maybe, maybe even before your like nutrition coaching days and things like that. Like, you know, you've been in hospitality, like the industry of food and people and, you know, when did it first ever even occur to you? Like, I want to do a cookbook. I don't know. I think it's been something that's been in the back of my mind for a very long time. I wondered. (laughs) Well, and this isn't even, I mean, and on that note, you guys, like, again, maybe this is just the imposter syndrome coming out, but this is just like an 18 recipe ebook. This is not some huge, like, 37 gorgeous pages. (laughs) It's not some huge, like, print. But I'm just saying, like, the dreamy dream is the big, yes, big print cookbook or, and multiple, Mm -hmm. frankly. Um, So I, I would say, you know, so back in like 2013, I switched up my role at the restaurant that I was working at from working front of house as a server mm-hmm. to working back of house as a pastry chef. And I worked front of house as a server too, because I couldn't let go Both. of like the Friday, Saturday night cash. Like it oh, was totally. Just, I could yeah. I was like, it's too good. Like, and it I was, was here first. <laughs> it was, right. Um, well, in the front of house, actually, they didn't want to lose me, but I wanted to make yeah. that pivot because I was in a really interesting position with you know, I, I grew up in working in restaurants. Um, Mm -hmm. if you knew the podcast, you might know, might not know the origin story here, but I, my first (laughs) restaurant job, I was like, I was 13. I had to get written permission by my mom in order to go get this job. And it was such a, like a mom and pop, but brand new, like really cool operation. 
that was like a cafe and bakery. And it was my first summer there. I've always been a little wise for my years and a hard worker. And it was my first job and I was working in a restaurant and I loved it. And yeah. in like, I don't know, a month's time, they had me in the kitchen. I was making croissants. I was like serving all the tables. I was making the coffee and the tea and all the things. So I was like wearing all the hats just like they would, like a restaurant Amazing. owner would. Obviously, I'm not owning a restaurant that age, but um, they put a lot of faith and trust in me. And I worked there for three years and then, you know, continued to stay in the restaurant industry after that. But it was that job that I fell in love with the idea of having a restaurant. And writing a cookbook is something that's gone along with the dream of having a restaurant the whole time. So mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think a cookbook was in my future when I was like 14, 15. Yeah, maybe. I wondered if you'd like allowed yourself to like really dream like that. Because I think sometimes with projects, like things that you're like, I don't really know where to begin. And like, once mm -hmm. I get going, what does that mean? And how do I, like, there's a lot of questions of how to execute. And I think the only way that most people can get to that stage of dreaming of something like that is if they're in a really like childlike state, you know, the ability to like think really big and allow yourself to think that big. I mean, I stopped thinking really big and like dreamy probably about the age like 20 because it's just life hits you pretty hard in the face when you're that age, you know, and you're like, I can't do nothing. Nothing's happening. Like, cause everything's hard. Everything's, life is hard. Right. Yeah. Anyway. And so I, I just wondered when did this begin? But I, I'd imagine that a lot of this came from just having such a, a, um, a huge impression on you at a young enough age, mm -hmm. you know, that, well, the world was your oyster. You know, my, well, and my family, like my parents were always very encouraging. I grew up in a very small town and they were like, get out of here. Well, I'm back guys. I'm back. I live here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that left. What? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, we're like sidestepped right from my, from my right. small town. We do live in Josh's <laughs> hometown. Um, but you know, all of that to say, I think, I think I just, those dreams felt like an, an inevitability to me. I just mm. didn't know how, cause they were, it was just such a gut feeling that I was like, Oh yeah, I, I, I want to open a restaurant one day. I want to, I want to do this. Like I wanted to literally have some, a somewhat of a carbon copy of that first job. And so anyways, the cookbook comes along with the vision of the restaurant and when I was like rebranding from nutrition to just food and I wouldn't say just yeah. food from nutrition to food and just wellness and, you know, kind of a more, I don't know, just broad sweeping, like let's tackle life together rather than just like the nuances of your macronutrient profiles. You know, that's not interesting <laughs> to me anymore. Yeah. And so like in that process, I remember I was sitting down with Cassie Joy and Diane Sanfilippo at a conference and I was sandwiched in between them and mm. just having like a business conversation. And I was in the middle of like making that shift and feeling mm. kind of torn, you know, as to like stepping away from nutrition and leaning into um, just cooking and food and like mm -hmm. yeah, yes the things that I cook are happen to be almost all grain-free 
definitely gluten-free. You know, there's, I'm going to use as little sugar as possible wherever I can. Like, of course that's like in me and I understand all of those things and want to bring that to the table for people who do have allergies and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wanted a true, like a true food blog and I've always had a passion to create food that, you know, is delicious that you wouldn't be able to tell if it was gluten-free or not. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's, Mm -hmm always my mission is like, I want you to not miss. Yeah. Because you're already stuck missing the things that you're not having, you know, like Mm -hmm. let's be real. So Mm -hmm. anyways. Um, and so I was sitting in between them and I was rebranding, like I was trying to figure out a new name and I was talking to Cassie joy about it. And she was like, I, she was like, when I came up with fed and fit, I sat down and thought, okay, what's, what's the like big deal, big dream in the future? And for her, it was like a magazine, like a publication and mm. an editorial essentially, which is what she's created now, which is so cool. It's an online editorial, but it's still an editorial style. Um, and yeah. they've been moving into that in the last year or so with Fed and Fit. And it's been very cool to watch knowing that was like her vision and what she shared. Um, and she shares about the back end of this a lot on the driven podcast, which Genevieve is the producer of that podcast. And I highly recommend that podcast for sure. Um, but anyways, all that to say, she sat down and she was like, what's the big fat dream. And I said, a restaurant and a cookbook just came out of my mouth, a restaurant and a cookbook. And she's like, you need to name the restaurant and the cookbook and then let that be where the blog lives now. And that's like, Mm the Northwest kitchen. Killer advice. Like killer advice. I know. I know. So I mean, I give picture dreaming. I give that advice all the time. So anyways, this was a, that was a very long winded answer to your question. No, I mean, that leads me into my, like, did this ever evolve and change? Like I, I imagine, I remember when I first met you, uh, really you were just decided to rebrand like it already it already like happened but it was like a slow roll at that point it hadn't hadn't really hit yet officially Mm -hmm. and um I know that there it was like really really huge to be paleo to be keto to be Mm -hmm. you know all these like more like restrictive like diets Mm -hmm. and um you know some people were having like really amazing amount amounts of success and like things you know it was just very trendy so I'm like has it um have you ever felt pulled or has this been a like no I'm gonna make like a killer cookbook that's gonna be nourishing and you won't know that it's good for you (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind that people know it's good for them I just, mm-hmm. like I said, I think that the nuanced conversation around nutrition and all that can be interesting, but in its own right. Um, and I'm more interested in the lifestyle piece of it because I think that yeah. makes a bigger difference because let's be real, when we get better sleep, we make better choices around what works for our body and what's supportive. When we don't get enough sleep, we make, you know, not as aligned choices. I don't even want to say like good and good and bad, you know, right. mm-hmm. but so much of my background in nutrition had put us into that place of, of good and bad and yes and no foods and all of these things that I, all these resources that I had created were like, yes and no foods. Here's your yes Mm. list and here's your no list. Mm. And then once someone was done with their program, you know, even if I gave them the best of intentions at the beginning to say, Hey, the goal is to have you not be on this program forever. I want you to be able to eat gluten again one day. I want you to be able to heal your gut to the point where you can handle dairy again. 
Like Mm -hmm. the point is to get away with as many things as possible and enjoy your life, you know, and have that fullness. And no matter how well I communicated that, they just always had those no foods as no's in their brain. And that neuroplasticity just made that stick, which meant that like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden potatoes were bad. And all of a sudden, like beautiful plant foods and animal food and all sorts of things were just, you know, getting this label of like of bad in people's minds. Mm -hmm. And for me, like with the cookbook, I, you know, I had seen like Diane Sanfilippo produce these behemoth books on keto and paleo and keto is more recent, but paleo and the 21 day sugar detox, you know, I've seen Cassie Lance launch the Fed and Fit project. We've seen some beautiful, I mean, like the paleo cookbooks were some of the first like resources on paleo I ever bought. It was just mm-hmm. paleo cookbooks. I remember buying Make It Paleo was my first paleo cookbook from Bill and Haley Staley. And um, I just, I don't know. I looked at that and it felt really uninspiring to me. Mm. The recipes were good. It, I mean, there's, I have nothing bad to say, but I didn't cook out of those books. I cooked yeah. out of mm-hmm. the Bon Appetit cookbook. I cooked out of the art of French cooking. I cooked out of, I mean, like my brunch book from Gail Gand, Le Pigeon, like I, any of the books that I actually cook out of are coming from a place of like, oh, this is like core, beautiful, foundational French cooking, Italian cooking. And now I can take that and make it taste just as good in a gluten-free version um, Mm. or a dairy-free version or both and have you not know the difference. Like that's what I'm here for. And so Cassie, that's like, yes, please. Like coming (laughs) from a consumer who doesn't, like I'm not a foodie. I didn't start cooking until I got forced into it. So we had like food allergies to address. Mm -hmm. And then I started to get okay at it. And now I'm at this place where I'm like, I can follow a recipe like nobody's business. Like I'm going to spatchcock. I'm so excited. We're going to do the dang thing. Are you? I'm um, so excited. We're totally, my my mom's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. We're doing it. It's not hard. It's literally so easy. And it makes you like, you have so much more room in your oven if you spatchcock your turkey, which by the way, you guys is just butterflying your turkey. You cut out the backbone, you split the mm-hmm. breast in half, you turn it over, you pound it like with your wrists or your something, you know, like just mm-hmm. get in there and you flatten it out. And when it's flat, a turkey, a giant ass turkey, that's like 10 to 15 pounds can cook in an hour. Yeah, we have a 19 pound turkey. We're going to do it. It's going to take you almost like probably hour and 45, just FYI, for adjusting Which your Which is so time. amazing. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Because, wow. well, and it's, I, so I mean, I can follow a recipe like nobody's business, but I need somebody who understands the nutritional needs and understands kind of like um, what could be the needs there and mm-hmm. make good food, not just okay. Like, I want it to taste good because I'm like, I'm at this point where I'm ready to start pulling out like old Christmas cookie recipes and start experimenting. It's taken me 10 years, 10 years to decide Mm -hmm. this (laughs) because I'm kind of like, I'm I'm over it. I'm ready to start exploring, but I'm just so excited to have a resource that where I don't have to substitute. I don't have to guess. I don't have to like have this background of knowledge. That's not my realm of expertise. It's not my wheelhouse of like Mm -hmm. nutrition and and what goes well together and what doesn't. And like, can't even tell you how many blogs I've read over the years of like gluten-free recipes and 
80% of them are terrible. And I'm just like, why is this on I here? I mean, same goes for gluten-free bakeries or, I mean, yeah. gluten-free restaurants. You have no idea how many restaurants I've seen be successful in the Portland area merely because they're gluten-free. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting there eating and being like, it's okay. Is this, I... I can cook better than this at my house. Like, is this really the best we could do? And, and not from like, a place of, of ego, but I mean, there was a, a gluten-free bakery in our area for a while and they've since moved a little bit further out of town. But I remember everyone would be so excited and they would like get together and go there. Like these are like my CrossFit buddies and stuff. Like we'd go to the gluten-free bakery and they'd be like, oh my gosh, this muffin is so good. I'm like, it's dry and crumbly. It's falling apart and it tastes like chalk. I don't know what kind of muffins you grew up on, but this ain't it, friend. It's, it's just because the last muffin you ate was paleo and it tasted like egg. That's the only reason why. <laughs> Like our, our taste buds are obviously in a different place. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited that that's there. There's this standard that Cassie standard that I'm excited about. Oh, it's kind of ridiculous, actually. It's like, good. It's good. to the point where I don't really get a lot of gluten free like goodies when I go out and about because I just I know it's going to feel like a waste of money and calories, frankly. <laughs> so. Yeah, mm-hmm. and emotional energy in yes. my case. I get yeah, so excited, and then I'm like. It's okay. Yep. There's a couple places in the Portland area. Gem Bakery has some good stuff, but not everything. And mm-hmm. then um, Kira's Bake Shop has some good stuff, but not everything. I feel like so, their cinnamon rolls are Their really cinnamon rolls are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their, um, they have cupcake. I mean, a lot of their cupcake options are great, but even you mm-hmm. get like a perfectly moist gluten-free cupcake from a place like Kira's, which by the way, I mean, her like her cake crumb and cakes are just perfect. They're amazing. But I don't like any of the icing. <laughs> it's oh, too sugary. Never thought about that. I can't oh, do that. Interesting. Interesting. But well, there's that a was... lot of challenges when you're going vegan with things, you know, yeah. which it's yeah. not a vegan bakery, but they have a lot of vegan options and that changes things. And I'm not interested in doing dairy-free tons of different dairy-free frostings. Like, I don't know yeah. if I'm dairy-free, I'm just going to like not have frosting. Yeah, because yeah, stop trying real, to put right? powdered sugar with palm shortening. It's not a good thing. Not the same. <laughs> I know. I have a a friend who um, moved up here, and when he moved up here, he bought um, a commercial bakery, and um, he has this gorgeous. Just, I mean, his his deep customer base is pizza dough and bagels, um, but he does lots of other things, and um, he would show up to stuff with just, I mean. Tupperware things full of bagels, all sorts of bagels and muffins and all these things, and none of them were gluten free. And I, I started poking him. I'm like, Jonah, Jonah, when are you gonna do gluten free? And he was like, I'm not doing gluten free. And I was like, Jonah, I mean, for, for year, like two years. And and he finally was just like, Do you know why I'm not gonna do gluten free? He's like, I have tried, I have tried and tried and tried. Do you realize the amount of sugar that I have to put in that to make it taste good? <laughs> Like that was his my mentality was just like, cause he didn't have the nutritional background to like nuance the recipes. And I, and he was like, he's like, I'm going to give people diabetes. And I was like, okay, Jonah, don't do that. You but know? I mean, and so- it's, it's to your point and to his point, mm-hmm. it's, it begs the, the question, like, you know, when we switch to gluten-free, do we automatically just replace everything that we're eating, eating, 
you know, with the gluten-free option, if it's store-bought, it's probably going to have a lot of additives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't have time to be making things from scratch. Like I just, I want to say that. Right. No. But, you know, there's just certain things that are not the same gluten-free. Stop trying to be. It's like when people <laughs> tell me that cauliflower is mashed potatoes. I'm sorry, cauliflower is not mashed potatoes. No. It plays the part of hummus pretty well, but it is not mashed potatoes. I was going to say, it's like, it's like a dip. Not a mashed potato. Like it's never, never going to get. But the cauliflower, the cauliflower craze. Oh my gosh! And I that was like kind of going back to uh, some of those original questions that you had, like the cauliflower craze in like the low carb and the CrossFit crowd for a while. Mm. I was like, "Are you guys like? Do you have taste buds? I don't. <laughs> Why are we thinking that cauliflower is doing the job of?" I mean, it can do rice okay, but it's okay. I'm just, let's just call it cauliflower. Let's not pretend that it's rice, okay? Right. right. It's like minced cauliflower. (laughs) Minced, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I know. But I I just like, I've never understood. And I, here's the other thing too. Like I'm not over here with tons of food allergies and, you know, I can't do gluten for the most part. I can have it every once in a while, but I definitely get a really bad headache and I feel really bloated. Like it's just not something I can have on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I totally get like, if you have some legit food allergies or intolerances that you got to stick away from things and you want to find things that are at least, you know, they're 80 or 90% of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but the majority of people want the hundred percent or at least the 99. Yeah. I mean, so I, did anything about this process surprise you? Oh gosh. Um, how much time the formatting would take? Mm, <laughs> I know that's like probably not a sexy answer, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, it's surprised, it surprised me in the best way, how much I loved doing it. I loved mm. the whole, the whole project. Um, my least favorite part was the formatting and mm. all of that. And well, I, still, I was going to ask, was anything really frustrating, but it sounds like the formatting. <laughs> no, because I just, you know, it's really funny. I, I think it could have been if I had gone with my original plan, which mm. was to have like a set standard. This is what a recipe page looks like. And it's the same every mm. single page. And instead mm-hmm. I just to- chose to lean into what the photo ended up looking like and how mm. I could structure the recipe around it. Um, and from there. And so like, you know, not every single page structure is different. They all kind of have a general theme, but I think there's like, I don't know, six or seven different versions of a recipe page. So they look every time I turn page, I'm like, this is like a totally different page, but United, but like, it doesn't look plug and play. It's not like you took somebody else's template and plugged your stuff in. Like this is yours. No. She's like, no, no. No. (laughs) I mean, how did you create the space to do this? I mean, and so much creativity and so much because you took the pictures, you cooked the food, you you perfected the recipes. You, I mean, this is legit all Cassie. Like, well, how did you do that? <laughs> the nice part about the earlier parts of this where like recipe formulation is these, these things are already things that I cook. So mm. there are already recipes that I've had. I literally have a file on my computer that says like cookbook. And mm. it's not for this that. particular cookbook in general, but it's just the, the cookbook. And over the years, as I have like taken, and let's be real, there's no such thing as original content anymore, you guys. Like true, everyone is starting with a different recipe, but every single one that I put into this book is something that like, 
I started with something very basic 10 years ago or seven years ago. And then I've since, you know, morphed it into something that's mine because I literally have made 15 changes to the recipe. Like now it's oh, mine. <laughs> you know? I had no idea. Oh my. Okay. So you're telling me that not only did you create the recipe, but you have been vetting it and tweaking it and changing it and perfecting it. These for are not very None of time. these are new. None of these oh, are God. new recipes. And this is free. I want to, I want to just. To me anyway. <laughs> I, I cannot believe that this resource is free in the best way because the, the amount of time and care that comes into something like that, like what it's even it's it's an even warmer virtual hug than it was before. I had no idea. That is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. It's like you cooking for us. Like that's so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, so so was Josh really into this, or was he like, oh, I've had this before, or was he like, is this new? Like, what was his? He, he had to have been your like taste tester, yeah. Yes, he was. He loved it because he got some like really well composed like gourmet meals. I tried to make sure the timing of the days where I was like doing like the turkey and doing the prime rib that it was during dinner time. Like right. I was which was so stressful because I was like catching the end of the daylight. in September. And, and mind you, like all of this was cooked and photographed in September. And my plan was to do it in early and mid September. And then we got evacuated. Um, So actually, I mean, some of it got done, some of it got done in October as well. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of, I mean, cooking and everything and, you know, it stressed him out because there was just stuff all I I made. A huge mess in the kitchen. Wait, wait. And so is this the reason why you have, you're getting a dishwasher? This has to be. <laughs> I don't think it helped. Like, well, I think it helped the decision. Um, it's getting put in. I think it's getting delivered uh, today. So that's Stop really it. super right exciting. for Thanksgiving. Yes. I'm very excited. Okay. So, um, well, I don't think we'll have it in before Thanksgiving. Maybe we will. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, but I the, mean, is there like a recipe that we need to like be pinged to that is going to fly under the radar? Like people are going to breeze past it, but you're like, no, no, you need to make this recipe. Like what, oh. what's going to fly under the radar, but knock our socks off? The pork roast. Oh, good. Good thought. That totally did fly under the radar. Because it's, it's, a, it's the third and ex, ex, it's an extraneous protein that most people probably mm-hmm. wouldn't do. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, despite the fact that it's in a, a, a holiday cookbook it's totally a great weeknight meal um and you can do like that same spice blend and stuff with like a pork tenderloin as well obviously the cook time would change but um it's really good and one of the things that I learned through this process is like just how valuable it is to take you know an average or even upscale piece of meat and just like flavor it and just let that shit sit okay just let Mm. it sit it's going to be so much better if you dry brine your turkey. Like it's going to be so much better. Okay, thank you for saying that. That's been the argument because we usually like what do brine it, it and dry I'm brine gonna, it. I'm do the Cassie method. Dry you have brine. to do the okay. whole thing. <laughs> you well, don't have can. to. You can spatchcock but it, not dry brine. You can, but the wet brine. I mean, it takes up so much space. So it's a much mess. Space. Who has it like? Is. What are you going to put it in a bag? I don't know. Like I know that's what we do. Is we put it in a giant turkey bag. And it, I mean, it turns out fine, but I want a spatchcock. <laughs> so that means I have to dry. I'm going to dry brine. 
gonna you be don't good. Ha- you can do a spatchcock turkey that's wet brined for sure. Yeah. Um, the dry brine is just easy. Like all you're doing is lifting and separating the skin away from the muscle and putting salt and spices like all in there. That's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. It's Sounds not hard so at all. Good. So I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some text messages going back and forth. <laughs> I'm going to be sending them. Once Please do. It gets flat. I'm going to be like, look at what I did. <laughs> look at this. Oh, well, well, your I hubby's mean, the one with all the knife skills, right? You should make him. And do he it. has lots of really good knife sharpening tools. So when you said like this was the one thing you said is just you need a really sharp knife. I uh-huh. was like, oh, we got this. This is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And he, a lot of the knives he makes actually look like boning knives, which would work really well. I I wondered. I don't even know what a boning knife looks like. So I was like, oh, I'll look it up and see which one we've got that's the similar. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but I, so I mean, did you know immediately what recipes you wanted or did you feel like you had to whittle things down and like toss and like, <laughs> put things on the cutting board or like, I, how did you decide? I mean, there were four times as many recipes in my <laughs> idea book than there were in cookbook because this oh. was my first project of this magnitude. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I had to, I had to, I probably would have done more had my timeline not been so crunched, you know, mm. due to, I mean, wow. and like I said, the wildfires for sure, but like even just in the, like, look at the, the entirety of the project over the year. And I just like, I was chomping at the bit so much that, yeah, sure, it would have been super smart for me to like finish it this year and launch it in October of next year. Um, but I, I wanted to, A, prove to myself that I could do it and B, like get it out there, even if it's for a short period of time. Like it only launched a week before Thanksgiving, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. I'm fully aware of and was not the initial plan. Um, mm-hmm. The goal was actually two weeks prior, but it's like it, it is what it is and it's out there it's and still if people use it. It's great. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great everyday recipes in there, but yeah, I mean, I like the real pushback was the pandemic and, Mm -hmm. and the kind of lasting effects of that. And then honestly, like beauty counter growing so much for me in the spring too, took up a ton of my time and your time, Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) you know, it was a lot in a great way, but whoo. Yeah. 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 I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, so if you had a chance to change anything about what you did Mm. or like in reflection on what that was like is there anything that you would do differently or is you're like okay so next time (laughs) next time I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna not do that or what would you refine I would refine the process for sure um you know, maybe working on getting one recipe at a time done and formatted, et cetera. I just didn't, I couldn't afford that, that time. Mm. Um, and actually sooner or yeah, start sooner. (laughs) Always. Mm. Always. I was like the queen (laughs) of procrastination. Okay. Always (laughs) start sooner. (laughs) Um, but also like procrastination energy sometimes works for me. Um, is that a generator thing like a human design generator because I feel no, like we're actually not supposed to do that we're supposed right. to we're supposed to have mastery over time I think right. that might be like the eightness in me like the intensity mm-hmm. um so I would set up probably earlier deadlines for myself so like I mean surprise mm-hmm. surprise I'm already working on the next project <laughs> that makes sense well but that's fresh and yeah well, and I want this to be part of, you know, my, my offerings on a regular basis is some sort of, you know, the next one will be much smaller, um, mm-hmm. you know, five recipes or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, man, you are going to be like 
a recipe formatting cooking picture making machine like <laughs> i liked the photography process i really did it was fun you're so good at it it's oh my gosh it's so it's stunning. all iphone can we just have that moment i know we took Bye. i know we did a whole episode about like food photography tips so i just want to remind you guys like go ugly early if you've been wanting to have any sort of blog where you have to take pictures or like you're micro blogging on instagram or whatever like you literally all you need is portrait mode like that's all you you can use an iphone and apparently like of course i just bought an iphone 11 pro and now they have like the iphone 12 and it's apparently an even better camera i'm like oh forever (laughs) um but yeah i mean i just make sure that i've got a good like a good background i use replica surfaces for backgrounds um Mm -hmm. and And the towel placement and the cool spoon and the mug and like just all the choices and the way you put the like the ginger or the cinnamon on top like just stunning choices and to like put a piece of paper there and then like so good put some on next to it but yeah. it's so easy to overdo stuff like that or or complicate or make it like your your pictures are so simplistic in the way that they're it's like the food is the star of the show but the rest of it i can tell is is just it takes an equal amount of restraint to not overstyle a picture you know, I, you know what, there's a lot of people out there who do very, very styled photos that look quite beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I, in the early days, I would try to have like every single ingredient as like a little element around the, like, if you look in my earlier photos of like the tahini um, espresso smoothie, which by the way, if you guys haven't made the tahini espresso smoothie from the blog, it's the bee's knees. Um, but I have like, you know, the little packet of the mushroom coffee. And then I have like a little sprinkle of maca and like all these little like extraneous things that would not be in a photo now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I found my light, airy, minimalist kind of vibe. And I like that. Yeah. That's super. It's beautiful. And, and food you- well cooked and well presented is art on its own yes it's the star of the show like it's just it was just honestly this is it feels like a a big love note and knowing even more about the process and um, how long you've been mulling on these recipes like oh man if if you guys if you guys haven't grabbed it you are missing out you need to grab it it's gonna this is a year-round cookbook I know it says holiday but it is a year-round like warm hug and you will wow the socks up of anybody you're cooking for I think you guys should go grab it and get into her newsletter and you'll be able to sign up and it will come right to you for free, for free. And I think it's a beautiful resource. And I'm, I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to break this down because I would have done it anyway. And it's better <laughs> to have it recorded. <laughs> I was so curious about all the aspects and I knew pieces, but it's just job well done. Like, Thank I'd be you. clapping, but I don't want to hurt people's ears. Like I still, <laughs> I'm still kind of in that place of being like, I don't know why everybody's making such a big deal about it. <laughs> because it's just, you know, I want it's I want so much bigger things for myself and for my brand. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to celebrate those small wins along the way. And one of yeah. my favorite things about doing something like this is you put your work out there into the world, and you get stuff back. You know, you yeah. get. Um, a lot more information about what people want and what they need and how you can help. And mm-hmm. that's been a really cool part already in this process. So, well, 
congratulations. I know you, you don't feel like it's I, to, for somebody that knows you and knows what your dreams are. This just is the part of the reason why this is so exciting is it's like, I know that I know where this is going. <laughs> I'm and, like, and yes, yes. You're not the only one who reacted that way too. You know, yeah. it was like, mm-hmm. oh, when's the big cookbook coming? Like They're that like, was, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's happening. Well, congratulations, friend. You guys got to hop on, got to get into her, sign up, get it for free. I think it's really important that everyone celebrate in a way that feels like a warm hug, and this is it. Oh, thank you so much. You guys can grab a copy of the cookbook in the show notes. We'll link it for you. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.